When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals specific centric show. I am your co-host Javon J. Love Adams. And as always with me is the man who knows it all, but doesn't like to brag and boast in my face. He treats me with all kinds of grace and kindness. The one and only Ed Easy Smith. What is good, sir? What up though, Jay? Coming off that bye week, man. Yeah, I love that bye week. <laughs> yeah, so for those who are maybe this is your first time listening, Ed is a uh, not only did he play professional baseball, but he also is a veteran of the NFL uh, in the trenches, and he did his thing. And when I say trenches, I mean he was a you know fast, nimble tight end doing his thing. Man, if you need him to do something, he can he can take care of that business for you. <laughs> so we like to bring our own version of kind of uh, uh, looking at looking at a team. Of course, our our local team is the Arizona Cardinals, and so we do this every week and so first we we typically take a look back at what happened in the previous week and then kind of uh some of the whatever is on our minds or whatever catches our eye i should say that's what we focus on in terms of for the the middle portion of the show and then we go into looking ahead at the opponent so as ed mentioned we are coming off of a bye so the cardinals are five and two so we're going to talk just slightly reflect upon that there's some interesting news that news in terms of uh COVID list, injury list related things that we're going to talk about. Then look ahead to the the Miami Dolphins will be coming into a raucous 4,200 seat uh, stadium when they come to Arizona this week. And so Tua uh, Tungavaloa will be getting his second start. So we'll talk about that a little bit. So, um, so yeah, so looking forward to, to getting my one and all my partner's uh, perspective on this but as we all know the nfl is in full swing you might not be at the game this year but you can still get in on the action at bet online i was actually looking at the thursday game sometimes they have those uh the the first half uh the first half totals and so with the way that the the 49ers are trading folks and doing all this stuff i think the packers are really going to try to take it to them so i was thinking about getting in on that first half um, the first half total and maybe go on the over on that but from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online and there's always the online casino as well because it never closes so head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses again 
Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So what was it like Ed, when you would come back from the buy? So going into the buy, if it came at the right time, as you mentioned last week, you said that this is a this is a really good time for it uh, for a lot of different reasons, but this is the perfect time of the season for it in terms of week wise. But what was it like when you came back from the buy? Was it was it hard to kind of get the get things back in motion or were you able to just kind of hit the ground running? It all kind of depended how the season was going, Jay. You know, if, if things were good, you were anxious to get back in and, and get back to work. You know, I had, you know, seasons with the uh, Atlanta Falcons, you know, the, especially that Super Bowl season, man. It was early in the year, but we still had a good thing going. We were two and one, you know, three and one, I think, when we went into our bye. And, you know, it was, you know, exciting. It was like, let's, you know, get this back on the, on the, on the, the train back on the track. In other instances, man, it was like, you know, kids feel like when they go on Christmas break or spring break and all of a sudden they get closer to the day where they got to go back. And it's, <laughs> it's like, man, you know, trying to wake them kids up to get them on that bus. And, you know, you can't get them out the house fast enough, but they just don't want to go back. And there were instances, man, where, you know, it was a grind. Season was going poorly. And, you know, it was like, man, we got to go back into the facility and, you know, but like I said, it's, you know, you get paid to do your job and that's what you're there to do. It's just different ways to roll back in uh, when it's time to go back to work. That's all. So as they were getting ready to hit this week, uh, to hit it, to hit it hard and get back into the swing of things, news came down and was, I want to say it was later, later Sunday, but then we got a little bit more confirmation on this as the day went on, um, Monday. But Byron Murphy and Devin Kennard are having put on the COVID list. They had positive COVID-19 tests. Um, when you're looking at these, these two players, it's not as if they were just, and I say just, just special teams guys. These guys are kind of integral or very important and integral to the success of the, of the Arizona Cardinals. Your thoughts initially when you heard the news that they're going to be out, um, you know, for at least, for at least a week. So missing this game against, uh, against the Dolphins, your, your initial thoughts about that. My initial thoughts, man, were, you know, everybody within the league is going to have to deal with this at some point. You'd rather have it sooner than later so you can figure out how to deal with these type of instances. But, you know, Cardinals, just like every other team, nobody's a, uh, exempt from that one nine, as you, as you, as you call it, or Star Saxon calls it. But yeah, I mean, it's going to be a big hit to us, you know, especially Byron Murphy being, uh, kind of our slot cornerback dude. But, you know, in these, in these situations, man, everybody's got to step up. And the good thing, Jay, is you got the news early in the week. Right. You know, it's not a late week. All of a sudden, oh, what do we do? You know, you find out early. You go into protocol, uh, try to get every, you know, keep everybody as safe as possible. Uh, do the remote, uh, you know, pr- you know, video and different things as you kind of figure out who has to be isolated, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, you never, you never want it to happen. But the fact that it happened early in the week and you have an opportunity to adjust and figure things out is good. You know, on the field, you know, we got the Dolphins coming in. We should be able to get after them with or without, uh, you know, both players. But like I said, you just hope that nothing else pops up through the rest of the week. Now, speaking of popping up, we a gentleman that I uh, mentioned 
earlier once once he was out after a game or so him being out max williams is going to be back and when i say max williams he's not he's not gonna he's not the guy that you're that you're paying uh that you're sitting down in front of the television to watch but he's integral or very he's important when it comes to the running game um is it is it overblown in terms of Max Williams coming back? Do you expect to see maybe some not more dynamic running, but more definitive and more assertive running, even though we're gonna have Chase Edmonds and Eno Benjamin that will be that will be toting the rock? Yeah, I mean Max will make a, you know, I, uh, he's a nice addition to come back. Anytime, you know, you can get a player like him back in your lineup, it's all good. As far as our running game, Jay, you know, you know how I feel about it. We haven't utilized it enough to this point and being down uh Kenyon Drake it's going to be a different style of running game so I think with Edmonds back there other you know our other other running backs it's going to be I think more of a quick hitting instead of kind of downhill uh power like I like to think of uh Kenyon Drake so you know it could could be a, a beautiful thing it could be a hot mess we're just gonna have to see as we go along because honestly it hasn't been our priority to this point in terms of like focusing on it. I right. think we use it sparingly. Uh, at some point we're going to have to rely on it though and get, you know, uh, I guess a little deeper into our run game and we'll see what Max brings coming back to the lineup. Now I want to ask this in, when it, when it comes to, uh, again, coming off the bye week, we're talking about injuries is getting ready to kind of get back in the swing of things. Now you've, you've been a, in terms of you've been a coach in terms of uh, what I think you coach tight ends, I think, or uh, position. Yeah. Phoenix, yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you, does how much self-evaluation takes place during the bye week um, as from a coaching staff perspective? Well, what happens is the coaches, they get a little, because, you know, obviously you got the week off, but what they do, they do exactly what you're talking about. The coaches use that period to assess all positions, players, uh, where do we need to improve? Obviously, obviously with the trading deadline coming up, they're having a lot of conversations of who can we bring in here that could be an addition and what could we spare to, you know, either put in a trade if we, you know, see uh, the, the opportunity to move off from a player here. It's all about evaluation at this point in time. And it's a different evaluation because normally the Cardinals, you know, as we thought, they would be scraping to get to that seven-game win total, right? Right. And, all we, you know, they're two wins away from that, and we're only in week eight as far as the season for them. So – Different mindset. In a lot of instances, they would be sellers. This year, they're looking to improve and keep up with the Joneses in our division. Obviously, you always got Seattle out there wheeling and dealing. Uh, Seattle, San Fran is just a mess. They, they might at some yeah. point just, you know, fold the tents, but right now they're going to continue to try to figure it out. And then you got the Rams. So right now, like I said, every man, every, you know, the, the coaches also go back and they look at some of the game film a little more intense over the last few weeks. And then you start scouting ahead, obviously, for the upcoming opponents. But an opportunity to look at some of the film uh, and not be so rushed, you know, because usually when you finish the game on Sunday, it's the coaches are there all day Sunday night when everybody else gets to go home. They're still looking at the film so they can give you your grades, evaluate and everything for the next day. But as soon as we watch that, on Monday as a team, they're on to the next. This gives them an opportunity to maybe go back and do some extra looking to say, to find out who is really, you know, doing their job and, like I said, where they can make improvements and stuff by getting rid of some dead weight.
possibly. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to I want to get your thoughts on um you mentioned rushed. So uh, so put King and Drake in the back of your mind, but you mentioned something cuz again, I know you you coach for a little bit. Was was that the biggest um eye-opener when it came to coaching the fact that so much how much time that you had to spend as a coach in preparing uh i know whatever level i don't care if it's high school or junior college or major university or d3 or or the pros or whatever it might be was is that the eye-opener about how much time that you spend in terms of preparing for the next opponent Oh, I, I'd always heard, always heard the stories and I knew my, you know, like all my tight ends coaches, you can see the bags under their eyes, bro. <laughs> I mean, we, you know, and the crazy part, like, so we put in long days ourselves. We did different things. Obviously we'd come in early, get our weights in prior to the first meetings and all these crazy things we had to do. And then we get into our meetings, go all through the day conditioning. Sometime you had, uh, different things to do afterwards. And then at some point we got to go home <laughs> coaches, bro. I mean, there were some coaches who were no for legendary for, you know, just basically telling their family, I'll see you at the end of the season. And they used to sleep in cots in their offices and stuff like that. And I never, you know, I used to always hear about it. I was like, man, no, at some point these dudes get to go home. No, they don't. And, and I, <laughs> I remember when I did my little coaching, I thought the same thing. You know, here I am. I finished up practice and everything. I was like, well, I want to go home too. And <laughs> we got to break down film. We got to do this. That's why some guys are life. Their, their coaching is in their blood, right? Right. I, I didn't have it in my blood like that. <laughs> I want to go home at the end of a long day. And, and then obviously you got to be there long before the players come in. So definitely, you know, like I said, I give all the credit in the world to anybody who, and their families as well, anybody who is in that lifestyle and does it for a number of years. Look at this, bro. Some of my coaches, yeah, I, co- I my tight ends coaches, two of them in particular, Danny Smith and uh, who's my – um, James Daniel, he was my tight ends coach in, uh, Atlanta. Danny yeah. Smith was my tight end coach in Detroit. They are both still coaching today. Man. And both of them with the Pittsburgh Steelers, believe it or not. Uh, coach Daniel's coaching the tight ends and coach uh, Smith, he's coaching special teams. Man, you gotta have a love for that stuff. Are you still doing it after all these years? <laughs> <laughs> believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So before we get to the matchup, uh, with the, with the Dolphins and start to break that down, I want to ask a question. Uh, again, you, you referred to kind of, uh, rushing back and, and this is what kind of stuck out to me. The King and Drake, uh, I guess it's been reported that his injury isn't as severe as once, as once thought. The first thing that came to mind to me is a gentleman that's in the contract. He's, you know, under that one year tender, um, and he's going to be out there. So do you, how, how much pressure is on a player in a situation like that to come back maybe before they should? I'm not trying to say he is, but that's the first thing that came to mind. You're not going to, you might not be fully healed. You might not be a hundred percent and you, you coming back much, much less than a hundred percent to try to, uh, to try to make a go of it. You ever heard of the name Wally Pip? <laughs> yes, sir. I okay. Have. Yes, sir. A, <laughs> if you're, if you're, <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, man. <laughs> um, guys in the league, and this is Wally. For anybody who doesn't know, Wally Pip was famously uh, he was playing in front of uh, Lou Gehrig and uh, took a day off and never saw the field again. Lou <laughs> Gehrig went on to play two hundred, two thousand one hundred thirty consecutive games. Yes, and nobody ever heard of Wally Pip again, right? In the NFL. Uh, you know, in all professional sports, uh, guys know, unless you're one of those superstars, right. you're all only as good as your last play 
and there's always somebody out there looking to take your job. And, you know, in the rooms, it's all friendly. We're boys and everything like that. But everybody, if you're worth your weight and salt, everybody is looking for their opportunity to shine, which also means you can make more money, take care of your family. Right. So those, and those jobs are at a premium. Very, there are very, very few dudes in the league that can say, well, you know what? I'm almost healthy, but you know what? I think I'm going to take another week off because, you know, I just want to be a hundred percent when I get back out there. If you, if you're able to do that, you a bad dude. <laughs> like I said, most of, most of us, I throw my, we, man, I was fighting and scraping just to, like I said, I wanted a jersey on my back at all times. And that meant I had to be available, meaning, you know, on the field. And I, bro, I played through some stuff that is probably costing me now in my later years here. It's why I have some of these aches and pains because I was playing on ligaments and knees and backs and things that I should have been taking a rest, but there was no time for rest, bro, because I wanted a job. And for someone like a Kenyon Drake, man, I know he's trying to, you know, he's got that tender and everything, but you're looking for long-term stability and you got other dudes that are out there doing it. Uh, Look what happened to David Johnson, man. He became expendable because we brought – uh, Kenny Drake in here, and what do you know? Now we just ship him on out. Same thing could happen to Drake just that fast. So the greatest motivator is, you know, dudes in front of you doing your job either as good, especially if they're making less money, Ooh. or better than you. So, like I said, that's always an incentive to get your behind. What do they also say? You can't make the club in the tub, bro. (laughs) That's for sure. (laughs) Indeed, indeed. So, we have, let's transition to the Miami Dolphins are coming in here. Miami Dolphins are now surprised to me because they're at four and three coming off of a victory against the, against the Los Angeles Rams. It was Tua Tungavailoa. It was his, uh, it was his first start and, and when I say twenty eight seventeen, you you're saying you probably say Tua had a great game. No, Tua did not. No. So fourteen of those fourteen of those points came off of the came from the defense. Well, what seven from the defense from a fumble recovery? Uh, then then another one was from uh, from a punt return, if I'm not mistaken. So it was in the special teams. So your thoughts on where the the Dolphins are right now? Uh, and then if and then also talk a bit about Tua. In terms of what, what do you think about him or his maybe where he, you think his ceiling would be? So the Dolphins, in terms of where they're at right now, this t- t- part of the season, um, are, are they a pleasant surprise for you? At four and three, man. I mean, especially when you start the season with, you know, no disrespect, but Fist Magic leading and kind of grooming two of the, to eventually become ready. I don't think they thought they'd be four and three. You know, mm-hmm. they've taken advantage, you know, you take advantage of, you know, they've had a, a, a even this past weekend, you know, they beat a good Rams team, supposedly. You know, Rams are not a slouch, so they go out and here's the thing in the NFL, I don't care how you win, just win. You right. be as ugly as you want it to be. You know, we all know Tua did not play a great game. I didn't expect him to, man. This is a rookie who, once again, we, let's not forget, he had no off-season workouts. He had no uh training camp. For the most part, like, you know, light training camp, no preseason games, even just to get up to snuff with the speed of the game and everything. You know, we talk about Isaiah Simmons out here being behind the eight ball, right? He's a, a linebacker slash, you know, safety slash whatever. You talking about the quarterback not never taking a snap against, you know, opposing colors and all of a sudden, and here's the thing. It's not week one where everybody's trying to get up to speed, up to snuff. This is week eight, man, where other te- the teams are figuring it out. They're out there working every day. The speed is starting to adjust to it. 
you know, conditioning is better now. So he's stepping into a position where, you know, like talk, talk about it all the time, getting on that treadmill instead of getting on at three with one, one grade elevate, uh, elevation, you get on that thing going at 10 with 10.0 with a 12 grade elevation, you know? <laughs> and so I get, you know, he's going to get better. I obviously I had a little bit of, you know, I watched him extremely because he went to uh, oh, yes. Alabama with my nephew and I met him in his, I think, freshman year or whatever it was and watched him kind of grow and mature. He's got the skill set, you know, the game. He does look a little small out there. He does look a little small. Mm-hmm. He's not the greatest athlete, meaning in terms of escapability and speed and stuff like that. But I think what we fall into bro, right now because you got your Kyler Murray's, because you got your Russell Wilson's, because, because you got, you got your Joe Jackson's. Burrow too, because Joe Burrow came out and at least even though they're not winning, he is a, he, he has performed at a decent enough clip. Yeah. And with the, the other thing I was going to point out is we're, we're falling in love. Like every quarterback has to be mobile and fast now. <laughs> right. You know, you can't be a Drew Brees or a Tom Brady or Phillip Rivers because the game has passed them by. You got, so you look at him. He's not the fastest dude out there. Probably can't run away from a lot of uh, defenders. And now all of a sudden, like, that's a big concern. Whereas back in the day, you wanted a dude that could stand in the pocket, deliver the ball, uh, accuracy, which is one of his biggest strengths. But now we're looking at like, well, can he escape? Can he do this? Just give him some time and see what, you know, how he progresses and uh, how they kind of bring him along. And, you know, obviously it's not always going to look pretty in the beginning. But like you said, we have the other examples, Herbert, uh, Burrow. Uh, you know, et cetera, that he's going to be graded up against. So, but, you know, I like his chances and I like uh, what they're doing over there in Miami so far with them. Now with, you know, in terms of defensively, Miami comes in giving up only 18.6 points a game. Uh, you come against then going against the, the Cardinals that are coming in uh, with eighth in the league in terms of 29, some points a game in terms of putting on the board. Um, we, we, how do you, if you break down, of Cardinal offense versus Miami defense and Cardinal defense versus Miami offense. How do you see this kind of playing out? And do you think that special teams might play a part in this game at all? You know, special teams is always a wild card. I answer that right off the bat. That's always a wild card. And that's always emphasized by those good coaches. They always make sure, you know, dudes on that, on the special teams, this could be your chance to shine. I mean, (laughs) you know, I was out there a few times and had an opportunity to shine and it feels real good. You know, you get some eyes on you and stuff like that. So they're constantly reminding you could be a difference in the game. As far as the Miami Dolphins offense, you know, I'm looking and they face some decent, I guess, let me see, you got New England who's struggling, but always, uh, you know, they, New England's struggling now, but when they faced them early in the year, obviously they were kind of adapting with Cam and everything like that. Bills, Jacksonville, Seattle, San Fran, Jets and Rams. So they faced some decent teams offensively. Right. Uh, what I like about, you know, Brian Flores, their head coach, is you can see his hands from, you know, coming down from New England, you can see his hands are on that side of the ball. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, that, that's how it usually works out. Cliff, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, you know, offensive guy, his focus is the offense. Brian Flores, he's got that defense moving and shaking almost like a New England-style defense. They are really flying around out there, obviously holding teams down as far as points. That's going to be a challenge uh, to come in here and do that against the Cardinals because of, you know, Kyler Murray is not something you see all the time. Right. So, you know, you look at him as much as you want on film. I remember times, man, where 
You know, I'd be watching something on film and, okay, you know, I think I handle that. And then you get out there that first time against a straight hand or somebody like that, and you're like, damn, that dude is strong. <laughs> Man, <laughs> okay, it, okay. It, it, oh, my goodness. You know, you get back to the sideline, and the same thing's going to go for, you know, you watch Kyler and you try to get somebody to imitate him doing practice and everything like that. And then you get out there and you're like, dudes, when we come back to the sideline, like, Man, the dude is fast. Okay. And, and so that's the thing they're going to have to, you know, kind of con- contest with. As far as our defense, you got a second, not a second game, not second year. You got a second game quarterback coming in. And the bonus we have is we've now have film. Um, who was it? Uh, they just played San Fran or no, the Rams. Yeah, the, Rams, the, Rams yeah. the Rams didn't have any film. They were just straight, just, well, we'll see what it looked like when, when we see it, you know? You now have film. Now you can figure out how you want to attack them, whether you want to, you know, show them everything, all the blitzes, you know, uh, confuse them early, coming up the middle. There's all kinds of things you've now seen that you're going to try to take advantage of. And, you know, our main goal is to to, to make sure that the, the rookie is going to have to have a heavy hand in, in beating you. And, you know, like I said, it's going to be a tall task for the, 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 the Dolphins. First road trip for them. 4,000 screaming fans in there. (laughs) (laughs) But like I said, first road game, I, you know, I I think, uh, they're going to try to get after him and uh, make him as uncomfortable as possible. Now, along those lines, when you talk about Vance Joseph, the defensive side of the ball for the Cardinals, will this continue the last couple of uh, games that we've seen from him in terms of almost unleashing the defense in a way we saw on a, on more than one occasion there before the bye, the going into the bye, they would, they looked like they were about to bring the house and then, uh, then some folks would bail out and drop out. And so there was a lot of different things that you're talking about a rookie quarterback who doesn't know if you don't know where, who's the mic or who's coming and who's not, then that could be, this could be a big, uh, a big game maybe for on the defensive side of the ball. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I like what Vance is doing. The, the, man, I used, to, you know, I used to love, bro, when we look at a defense and you had four down linemen and three linebackers and you knew they were, where they were going to be at all times. That was so vanilla and so lovely. <laughs> I mean, blocking teams were easy. Everything was easy. Then you would face a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers, which I did a few times in my career. Oh, yeah. And those dudes are standing up, moving around. And at the last minute, you got, you know, you're there with your tackle, you know, tag, tag, no, t- you know, team, team. You're, everybody's still trying to figure it out at the snap of the ball because you know, don't know where they're going to be. I don't know why more coordinators don't do that, but I like the fact that Vance is, you know, and I think part of it was out of necessity. He's sitting there and Russell Wilson was picking them apart, like, you know, uh, what, uh, you know, just with ease. And he figured he had to go to something. And sometimes you figure things out by mistake, man, you know? So he, he, he went to it. It worked. And I was like, Hey, that was pretty good. You know, we might have to do that a little more, especially with a rookie quarterback coming in here. You want to give him so many looks. What was it uh, a couple of years ago? Uh, they, one of the quarterbacks, they were talking about how he was seeing ghosts on the field. Yeah, that was a uh, quarterback for the Jets. The Jets, yeah. yeah. That's what you want. You want them confused, going over to the sideline, and the, when the coordinator comes over and asks them, so what did you see out there? You want them to say, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So this one, it, it – 
if I if if I don't know if I can jump inside your head and, and maybe just pick for you and prognosticate a little bit, it seems like you're thinking that the the Cardinals might end up coming out of this one with a victory and end up going to six and two. So what do you think about how this game? I, I'm I'm leaning Cardinals in this one, even with uh, with the COVID you know COVID related injury list type things that are going on here. Uh, I'm 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 thinking this is an opportunity for the defense to to try to get uh, put some skins on the wall. And and for the offense to maybe try to do some of those things, as you mentioned, with trying to establish the running game, this might be that opportunity to have a little bit of balance and maybe even, who knows, a little bit of play action quite possibly. But I'm thinking that the, the Cardinals will come out victory in this. I'm thinking it might be 10 points, 10 point, 10 point victory. What are you, what's your thoughts? I'm there right there with you. This is one of those ones that if the, you know, it's bit well one as bad as I picked games last week, I need to go with some surefire things. And I'm, <laughs> I'm considering this one with a rookie quarterback on the road. Um, yeah, what we did to Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks is almost like if you can do that to Russell and the Seahawks and you can't do that to Miami with a, rookie, with a rookie quarterback coming here, yes, same on you. So I'm, you know, you can't duplicate. You can't just throw the same thing out there, but. After looking at film, I'm assuming they're figuring out some weaknesses and their protections and how we can confuse the young quarterback a little bit. This would be a feast for our front and for our linebackers. They should be all over him all day. Uh, and if they're, if they're not, then something's wrong. And this is also one of those games, Jay, and you and I talk about it. They've won a, one or two that we were thought, hmm, that was an L in our mind. They, you know, beat San Fran and we all, they've also lost a couple. You know, a yes, McCaffrey list, uh, uh, Carolina team, and then yep. he let Detroit come in here and take our uh, lunch money too. And that's one of those things where these are the games, if you're going to compete for a playoff spot or, you know, make some noise in the postseason, you got to get there first. You lose a game like this and you'll look back and you'll miss the playoffs by one game mm. or two games. You'll look at Detroit. And you'll look at Miami and you'll be trying to figure out how the heck do we mess those up. So these are the ones you definitely have to take advantage of. All due respect to Miami, but they shouldn't come in our house and beat us. So I'm definitely going with uh, Miami or with the Cardinals. And it could get ugly, too, meaning if you get up to a lead and now uh, uh, Tua has to drop back 35, 40 times to try to stay in the game, right. and that's when you get them pick six. I know Buda Baker's just – I mean, he's going to bed dreaming of – uh, you know, it's like Christmas Eve for him come Saturday night. It's going to be like Christmas Eve. He's going to be having visions dancing in his eye, his head of, you know, pick sixes and stuff like that. Or, uh, you know, fumble, uh, um, what was it, uh, sack fumbles. and th- They're going to be trying to get after him. So, you know, I anticipate this game uh, could be close because of Dolphins. Not necessarily, they're, they are conservative, but and they're going to try to keep it that way. But if we get out on top and just start running, it could get ugly. So leave me with this. 5%. Will we see, you know where I'm going. Will we see Isaiah Simmons in the game more than 5% of the snaps on defense? If we don't, man, I, I'm thinking we will. We, we have to. 5%, man. I mean, that's, li- I mean, golly. <laughs> <laughs> that is the great question. So we'll leave it on that. And so on behalf of the one and only Ed Smith, I am Javon Adams. We'll see y'all next time. And then we, we, we do this every week. Tell a friend about what we have going on here. I believe in the Arizona Cardinals and at the believe network. And so on behalf of, uh, as I mentioned, on behalf of Ed, I'm Javon. Like we always say around this time, are uh, you can the next week be easy out there. Thank you for listening to believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.